Welcome to the Happiness Playbook, a podcast where we believe that happiness can be practiced. And just like with anything else we practice, we benefit from coaching and mentoring by others who share insights and strategies to help us achieve our goals. I'm Larie Florence, and in each episode of the Happiness Playbook, I'll be sharing some drills for skills and workout ideas called our play of the week. Life is a team sport, and the sooner we realize we're all playing on the same team, the sooner we can achieve our goals of success and happiness. Is there anything in your life you want to stop doing? For me, in pickleball, it's missing a put-away shot that I keep putting into the net instead of past my opponents. Maybe it's stopping eating junk food or stopping being sarcastic or dismissive when you talk to your parents, spouse, or siblings. Today, in episode 135 of the Happiness Playbook, I'll be sharing why stopping doing things just doesn't work. But stick with me. I won't leave you without hope. Before we get to that, though, we need to do a team huddle where I remind you about last week's play of the week and share feedback on how you did, if anyone has shared with me, or I'll share how I did. This week, I'm also going to share a highlight reel that shows the play theory principles in action. So, how did you do with episode 134's play of the week? Were you able to remember to be grateful that you're still in the game and able to play even if you're losing? I had lots of chances to do that while playing pickleball this week. The previous week was super busy with TNT's Shakespeare in the Park show, Romeo and Juliet opening. But once the show was opened last Friday, I've had a chance to play almost every day since. One day, it was super windy, and it felt like there was a fifth player on the court. At one point, after a rather embarrassing swing and a miss on a ball that should have been an easy hit, I had the thought, well, this is no fun at all. Then I remembered the play theory challenge for the week, and I turned my attitude around and instead said, even though the wind is making it challenging to play, I am still playing, and this is fun. After that, every time the wind would catch the ball and change its anticipated trajectory, messing up my efforts to cleanly hit it, instead of getting angry or frustrated, I would laugh And remember that pickleball is, after all, just a game. This mindset gave me a chance to focus on skills that I could still use, like trying to keep my eye on the ball and using my footwork. This idea or thought gave me permission to smile and engage in playful ways with the others on the court who were also dealing with the same windy conditions. In life, we won't always get to enjoy perfect conditions, We'll have some windy days, and we also won't always win. Everyone will experience loss. Having a mindset that recognizes that a loss doesn't define us is imperative if we want to feel peace and joy throughout life and not just in the winning moments. Yesterday was my mom's birthday, which is an annual reminder of how young she died. I have a friend who is terminally ill. I have a friend who died unexpectedly in an accident a few weeks ago. 
The amount of time that we get to play in the game we call life is unknown and can be fleeting. So let's remember to make the most of it and remember to be grateful we're here playing it all, even if we don't win the match. Here on the Happiness Playbook, we'll sometimes share a highlight reel of an example of someone outdoing themselves on these play theory principles. Today, I'm sharing a whole group of people who are amazing at accepting and building. And I'm doing a little bit of accepting and building today as well because I have two dogs here in the room with me. They're being pretty good, but they're a couple of Frenchies and they're known to be little snorers and snorters. So if you hear a funny dog sound, just picture a very cute little face and maybe it will make you smile. All right, for our highlight reel, did you know that March is Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month? Me neither, but I'm guessing that's why a couple of months back, I started seeing more posts in my Instagram feed about amazing individuals who, despite this ailment, were working out and achieving fitness goals. Things like walking backwards, lifting weights, and doing pull-ups. Those activities aren't a big deal for most of us, but cerebral palsy, the most common motor disability in childhood, affects a person's ability to move and maintain balance and posture, which makes everyday activities like walking or standing challenging. Now, I don't know about you, but working out is hard enough for me, let alone doing it with a physical handicap. So hats off to all of those who have accepted their cerebral palsy and continue to build their strength and mobility despite the added struggle of lack of muscular coordination and balance. I'm going to share some of these posts on the Happiness Playbook Instagram account this week. I hope you'll go check it out, follow the account, and comment if you enjoy what you see there. I hope that you'll follow the people's accounts that I share and be inspired like I am every time they post about accomplishing a goal. They're also great examples of letting go and playing by sharing their journey on social media and putting themselves out there despite imperfections and limitations. They remind me that none of us are perfect and that all of us are struggling in some way, some seen and others that are invisible to others around us. So let's keep cheering each other on in all of our efforts. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. In the intro, I may have left some of you feeling discouraged about not being able to stop doing something that you don't like about yourself, like stopping eating junk food or stopping speaking sarcastically to someone. Currently, I'm feeling discouraged because I can't stop my dog from peeing in the house. I'm babysitting my son's dog, and he has been a little distracted by Miss Marie Antoinette. So what's the answer? Do we just give up? No. We accept and build. Giving up would be accepting without the build part. Accept that we're defeated or accept that we can't change things. But accepting and building is why the accept and build principle is so important. For my dog, Napoleon, 
I have to accept that he still doesn't know all of the rules about where to pee, or as I call it, where to do his business. And no amount of yelling or scolding would change that. What will change it is training and redirection and lots of boundaries that lower the chance of him having accidents and strengthen the opportunities for him to learn the right place to do his business. Trying to stop him from doing the unwanted behavior of peeing or pooping in the house, it doesn't work. Accepting where he is and moving forward from there does. Maybe you're trying to cut out junk food from your diet. It's a rare bird who can just stop and never eat it again without replacing it with another more healthful food that satisfies that craving. For me, going without processed sugar means I have to accept that I crave sweetness at times and to build on that idea by having lots of healthful sweet things available like ripe fruits or treats that have less addictive forms of sweetness, meaning less processed sugars, which for me doesn't perpetuate the craving. If I want to stop eating pizza for dinner, then I need to build on my dinner menu options and have healthier choices at the ready, or I'll default to pizza every time. Stopping eating something bad for me won't work unless I'm replacing it with something else that's good for me and that appeals to me. Is there someone you struggle to not speak to in a snarky tone? Here's a play theory tip. It takes a lot of being present to even notice if this is the case. Here's a way to tell if there's someone you interact with that you're not being as positive with as you could be. Is there someone that annoys you or makes you angry or you always walk away from feeling frustrated? Here's a tip of the lifetime. You can't change them. You can only change yourself. And telling yourself to stop being negative won't work. So what do you do? You accept that they are going to continue to be who they are and that there's nothing you can do about it. Kind of like my dog's snoring. Maybe that other person is a bad listener. Maybe they're defensive. Maybe they're envious or judgmental. Maybe they're just in a lot of unseen emotional pain. Just accept that whatever their reason may be is a valid reason to them and know that it has nothing to do with what you choose to do. It is in your power though to build and move forward in positive ways. Disclaimer, of course, in cases of physical harm and abuse, it's appropriate to remove yourself from the situation as much as possible and to seek additional support and help. But for the day-to-day annoyances that make you snippy or less positive than you were while chatting with your bestie, here's an idea to try. Accept that the other person is who they are and build on whatever positive attributes they have and let go of the rest. If it's a sibling that's driving you crazy, try to validate them 
instead of seeking to be validated. And guess what? That is building a relationship. If it's a parent that annoys you, shift your focus to something that they've done for you instead of what they aren't currently doing for you. In the case of a parent-child relationship, there's a lot of things as a child you might take for granted that your parents are doing on your behalf. So being present, letting go of your own interests for a moment might help you find more things to be grateful for. In the work of building relationships, gratitude is an essential ingredient that gets amazing returns on investment. If I'm trying not to be reactive in a conversation with someone who has invalidated me, I can't just stop those feelings from happening, but I can redirect them and seek to build a positive outcome in another way. It may sound something like this to my brain. A friend might ask me how my week went, and when I tell them about how busy I've been with TNT's Romeo and Juliet show's opening, they don't respond with more questions about it or acknowledging it and instead say something about what they're doing later in the week. I might feel upset or unseen. I might even feel judgment about what they should have asked and about their lack of interest in my activities. I mean, they were the ones who asked about my life in the first place. And if that happens, then I may start telling myself things like, they probably don't even care about me or care about what I do. And if I say those thoughts, then I start to feel resentful and struggle to not be reactive. And once I'm in this place, I find I can't stop feeling the negative feelings. And those feelings will eventually bleed out in less kind remarks or frustration during another part of my activities later in the day. So instead of ineffectively trying to stop my emotions once I've let my brain run away with these negative scenarios, the better play is to accept that a friend who didn't ask me more about something that I was interested in might not be interested. After I've accepted that, then I can build on the things that I do share with this friend. And there are always plenty of things that we do have in common, or they wouldn't be a friend in the first place. Now, I get it. This is hard to do because it takes a lot of letting go of what I want in the moment and keep on playing, playing with my friend. But moving forward in this conversation and asking about my friend's activities and instead of focusing on me, if I'm looking outward and remember what we do have in common, this will redirect negative feelings I'm not saying they won't happen. There won't be disappointment that they aren't more interested in my activities. But it's far better to redirect these feelings instead of trying to stop them. And then if I'm still feeling like I want to share an invite to, as in the scenario I shared, to see the show, then I can share that information about 
when to see the shows. I can accept that. They were the person that asked about my life in the first place and circle back and add more info to the original response that I gave. It may sound something like, oh, and in case you're interested, I wanted to make sure you know about the details on when to see my show. If I can say that without any judgment or expectation of an enthusiastic response, then it is fine and I won't have negative experiences around it. In my experience, some people won't be interested in going to a Shakespeare show, even if it's free. And others will be interested and grateful that I did share the details even after the conversation had moved along. Communication and human relationships are hard to get right. It takes effort. There's a difference, though, between doing the work and seeing progress versus leaning in hard against an impossibility, which is what we're trying to do when we try to stop our feelings or stop a craving or stop my dog from peeing in the wrong place. All of these things take accepting what is and building on what we want it to be. I'd be lying if I told you it won't take work, but it's the kind of work that will create results. It'll take a lot of work to keep a near constant eye on my puppy, scheduling regular trips to the outdoor potty stop, and being vigilant to reward when he does get it right. It will take more work than just yelling at him when he gets it wrong and then cleaning up the mess. Absolutely. But after the work, there will be a well-trained dog and the accidents will be fewer and farther between. If I continue to just try to stop him from making mistakes, then the results will be insecurity on his part, frustration and anger on my part, and less connection and satisfaction in our puppy-parent relationship. And it will take longer to get to know accidents if we ever get to know accidents. So here's our play of the week. It's a bit ironic. I want you to stop trying to stop it. Whatever it is that you don't want to keep doing. Instead, Accept that there's a reason or a need behind whatever that choice, that negative choice is that you're making, and then build a better way to meet that need. I would love to hear how it goes for you. As always, if you've gotten any value from this episode, I hope you'll share it with others who can use some support in their efforts to play the game of life successfully. If you've got a minute, please hit those five stars on iTunes and leave us a quick review on whatever application you're listening to this on. It really means a lot to me when people take the time to do that. Otherwise, this is a pretty thankless volunteer gig. I'm not going to lie. Remember, happiness isn't something that happens to you. It's something that you make happen. And here at the Happiness Playbook, That's what we're all about, helping you do just that.